Hi, welcome to another episode of Not Another Bad Movie Podcast with me, Megan. Today, I have Becca Simmons with me. Hi, Becca. Hi, Megan. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing peachy. I'm surviving an ice storm. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. I feel guilty because it's like 85 degrees here. <sighs> you should. It sounds so nice. <laughs> well, you can come visit. I mean, also guilty because you made me watch this um, amazing movie. <laughs> I did feel bad. It's so boring. I think it's the most bored I've been it, watching. It is. I was actually really disappointed. I was expecting some wackiness. It was not wacky. Um, very yeah, wacky. very boring. Yeah. It was mostly scenes the that didn't do anything with the characters and didn't do anything with the plot. They were just there. Yeah, it um it was board meetings the movie. It's like the <laughs> first or second Star Wars movie. No pod races though. Oh yeah. It's all trade federation. <laughs> uh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> A peek behind the curtain <laughs> You're good. is uh everything seems to be going wrong <laughs> with doing the <laughs> yeah. or getting to our houses in a timely manner. Because of ice storms and uh, detours uh, around I four, <laughs> and then uh, a Mac computer that decided to do all its downloads all at once, and now my audacity is like, "You're talking too quietly. I'm gonna pump up the volume on your microphone, and you're gonna keep putting it down manually, and it's not gonna do anything because I do what I want." <laughs> So hopefully Audacity knows what it's doing because I'm not fighting anymore. Yeah, just let it happen. It's like jazz. It's freeform. Yeah. <laughs> that's what uh, is. You're really earning your art this week. Whew. I mean, just watching the movie in and of itself, uh, I think we earned something. I think we ought to get something out of that. <laughs> oh. Really? I... I'm going to go eat a whole tub of ice cream now. I feel like I owe it to myself. <laughs> so, uh, before we jump into the synopsis, what experience do you have watching made-for-TV movies that are romances? Oh, not a lot. Actually, romance isn't, it doesn't tend to be my genre, but I do love a good Hallmark movie. Um, <laughs> I remember watching a lot of old uh, kind of hallmark romantic comedies and like the the really over serious hallmark romances. Um, after school, when I was in middle school with my stepsister, and uh, we just thought they were hilarious. Just it was, you know, it's soap opera. It's so dramatic, and it gets so, you know, it's just it's a lot and. So I think I enjoy them in the same way that uh, people watch bad movies or, you know, it, our own kind of MST3K bad riffing. Uh, so, yeah, 
anymore, not so much, unless I'm watching them around the holidays because uh, I love a bad Hallmark Christmas movie. This past year, they had like 22 new movies, and then of course they showed their old movies too. Yeah, it was bonkers. It, there was so many. Oh, and then Netflix is apparently um, yeah. <laughs> becoming the new Hallmark with their bad romances. Uh, so that makes for easy watching. <laughs> so we're getting back to Hallmark. And after doing a couple Netflix ones. Oh, yeah. And this one was called Lucky in Love. And with that title, I assumed it was supposed to be for March, like St. Patrick's Day. And yeah, there's the name, little... the title. It makes yeah. no sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> and the whole idea is it's supposed to be about April Fool's Day. She hears a couple people make lame attempts at April Fool's jokes. She rants about how stupid April Fool's Day is. Then she makes a couple jokes herself, and then they end up coming true. And it was like, this could easily be a wish. Like, it doesn't have to be an April Fool's joke. <laughs> okay, wait, is that the premise? Because I had a really hard time connecting those dots. Uh, I was really bewildered by the lucky aspect, because I really, I like you said, I thought wishes or St. Patrick's Day... I guess I didn't connect the dots that it was the practical jokes that she was pulling, kind of, not really. Well, they're not even, like, full-out pranks. It's just, okay, let's go through what actually happened. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. There's a main character named Mira, and she has a best friend at work named Jonah, and Jonah has a crush on her, but he's never actually said as much. And then, uh your sister's name Sophie and she goes out to lunch with her on April Fool's Day and she gets kind of chastised by her sister for not having a boyfriend and for wanting things and not knowing and understanding <laughs> that it takes work and that people are flawed Right. she wants everything to be perfect and that everything can <laughs> how dare she And then her sister, like, says something like, oh, here's someone you should date, and then shows her a picture of a girl. Yeah. Which was hilarious. I mean, the practical joking in this movie reminds me a lot of um, the way that children do practical jokes. Like Where they say, yeah. yeah, like, Oh, uh, there, I put a bug in your sandwich. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. No, I didn't. Exactly. Um, <laughs> somebody sets up a joke and immediately is like, <laughs> April Fool's Day. Right. It's like, well, that's not okay. <laughs> and her, I guess, sure. <laughs> yeah. And her friend, his practical joke is saying that he's going to work for the competitor because they work together at this um, social media website together and he says oh I'm gonna go work for the competition and she's like you can't leave me here and then she's like oh I'm just kidding it's April Fool's Day and it's like well there was really no point to any of this conversation then was there (laughs) right (laughs) 
like makes somebody mad for like a moment right <laughs> it's just to establish this movie's about april fool's day and it's like but why is it about april fool's day it's not a holiday anyone cares about at all but in their defense it's their only attempt to make this movie about anything because other than that other than that this movie is not about anything <laughs> it's really hard to say what it is <laughs> yeah because nothing happens like said, and there are no stakes <laughs> <laughs> and you don't care about any of the characters or what they want or how they get it. Yeah, and that and the main guy, you know who it is within 30 seconds. I mean, from the beginning of the movie, you know who she's supposed to fall in love with. And Exactly. There's so and I already don't like him. I don't like him. <laughs> dislike him? I don't, I didn't hate him. I don't dislike him. I, you know, I have no sympathy for the, um, the mopey, hangy back guy. The guy, the guy who just kind of likes her forever, never says anything, but gets really upset when she dates somebody. Um, I, I don't find that to be a very sympathetic character. <laughs> I don't know. Why. Yeah. But it, they telegraph it immediately, you know, it's the not so subtle language of, but I need okay. you here. But we're such a good team, uh, you know. Immediately, you know. Oh, okay, yeah, he's loved her forever. Cool. That's who she's gonna end up with. <laughs> it's interesting because, like, if two people are together, and at the beginning of the movie they talk about what a good team they are in a business sense, it means they shouldn't be together and they need to break up because they're not romantic. Oh anymore. yeah. But if two people aren't together, and then they talk about what a good team they are, it means they should be together. And it doesn't make any sense. Oh, that's a really interesting observation. I think you're right. Yeah, because I think if they're already a couple and they're like, oh, we're such a good team, then it comes up later that, like, I don't know, it's not exciting anymore. It's really boring, and they're overcompensating. <laughs> Interesting. So she has these two pranks and she has to go take a box of files over to somebody's house. Yeah, the the weird the weird corporate townhouse that I don't understand why it exists. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean I've never been an executive. But I've heard of people like having, a, you know, a corporate car or like having yeah. an expense account or like a special TSA pre-check clearance that you expense to the company because you travel for the company. But like a townhouse that anyone can use at any point that mainly stays empty. Right. I just was like, why does this exist? <laughs> well, and they set up the premise of this townhouse as uh, she gets this job as um, she's basically the project manager on this this website. So I guess she's like the app developer or, you know, whatever. And they set up her need for this place by her explaining 
oh, there's so many boxes of paperwork that I need for this. I need at least 200 square feet. And they're like, well, you can have this townhouse, which is like a mansion. But also, I've never heard of somebody who works on a website having like 200 square feet worth of boxes full of files. I don't think that's how websites work anymore. I don't think you need boxes of paperwork. There's always paperwork, but usually you keep that either at the office or you don't need them anymore and you keep them at like Iron Mountain or some storage company. You don't keep it at your house. Right. Well, and they also set up she's so busy that she's literally never there. So <laughs> I I don't know. I don't understand this corporate townhouse. <laughs> I would have loved it if it they like span it in some like seedy direction. Like, what are they doing with this townhouse? But they don't. It's just like they have a townhouse <laughs> as a company, and you can use it. Yeah. Okay. Also, uh, do you did you catch where this movie is supposed to take place? That's the thing. It's like. San Francisco, Toronto, New York. It's just like a big city. Yeah. I, I kind of got New York from the way they were talking, but any kind of exterior shot looked like uh, this could be Seattle or this could be, you know, Chicago or any area. Like, I don't know where this is. But, like, a huge townhouse in the middle of a really expensive area in what I'm going to assume is an expensive city. And uh, she has this huge place all to herself so she can work on a website. I don't know. So Mira, our main character, has a box of files that she has to take over to this townhouse because another colleague is going to be working out of this townhouse. This is something that doesn't really matter. It just means she's on the street holding a box filled with paper and she gets knocked over by a man who's also walking down the street. And he's a famous restaurateur, I guess, and she's read an interview in a magazine with him in it. So she's all excited. Yeah, she recognizes him from some a scandalous tabloid or something. Is it a tabloid or like a bad article review or something? I don't know. I thought at first it was like an interview, but he was like kind of embarrassed. So maybe it was a bad review. Yeah. Restaurant? I don't know. But I've never, okay, hold on. I've never been reading a restaurant review and then later I'm like, oh, there's Doug Smith from that restaurant that I can't afford to go to. I remember him and could definitely spot him on the street and know him by name. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. It... it would have to be like a really sensational story and it was everywhere for three weeks. I mean, there are very famous people in Hollywood and in our government who I could not pick out of a lineup but she knows this restaurant tour from town like on site and it doesn't seem she's like a foodie or like goes to a bunch of different restaurants with her friends like she doesn't really have a lot of money at the beginning of the movie anyways so there's no real reason for her to like really care so much 
but she like thinks that she's so cool immediately and you're like but yeah I mean I've never read restaurant reviews for restaurants that I haven't or don't plan on going to and you definitely don't get the impression that yeah. she ever would like she shares an apartment with a couple of other ladies and they are you know like she's a hamburger gal she says so I, I yeah I don't know why this person means anything to her <laughs> but he does he's a great he's a great guy I guess yeah, she's very excited, and he helps her pick up her papers, and then she asks if she may take a picture with him. They take a selfie, and then he's like, text it to me, and she's like, okay, and I guess they didn't want to use fake phone numbers, <laughs> because we never hear them exchange phone numbers, which really bothered me. How does she text him? Oh, I don't know. Did he give her a car? A, a card? That would make sense. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. It. it was very slick. <laughs> she got it off of his LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, she immediately. <laughs> oh, goodness. I don't know. So she has this picture with him, and he and she sends it to him. And then she sends the picture to her sister, and this is one of her jokes. Yeah. Saying. This is a picture of my boyfriend, so it shows what you know. I can totally get a boyfriend, and I totally have had one, and I neglected to tell you until just this moment. <laughs> yeah, I think this is when she also tells her sister that she's now the project manager. Yeah, the VP of creative. Yeah. Something. I This is my boyfriend, Liam, and I'm also the boss. April yeah. Fool's Day. And she sends that <laughs> second, yeah. She sends that second mes message to Jonah, the friend who likes her. Oh right, okay. And uh, yeah, so the next day, the the person in charge of hiring this new VP of creative direction picks her instead of the guy. That everyone assumed would get it. He's already in middle management. Mm. I okay. I actually liked this part. I will say, and I will. I will say that I think a lot of this cast is uh, better than the material that they're working with. Certainly not all of them, yeah. but I would say that um, the lead actress in this movie, for sure, is <laughs> way above the material that she's having to act, but. The scene where she gets this job, I, I thought was kind of nice. <laughs> I enjoyed it. She, um... Did you think it was fair? Because I wasn't sure if Michael shouldn't get this promotion. Well, they kind of set up that Michael hasn't been a great boss in the past. Like, when he's been in charge, he's really, like, mismanaged things. But, um... So she's caught in this elevator, um, and it, it gets caught between floors or something, and she's stuck in there with this other woman who, they never really set up who this person is. She's just kind of in the elevator with her, and she has, uh, not Mira, but um, this other woman starts having a panic attack, and 
Mira like talks her through it and like does breathing exercises with her and um like sharing life stories or whatever they just keep talking and she says that she was gonna pitch her idea for this project and this woman says well go ahead and pitch it to me and she does and then they have a meeting and she gets the position or whatever I kind of like how they did it um I just thought it was kind of a goofy funny scene I don't know also they kind of set up this future boss lady who is cool I guess a very unrealistic boss (laughs) yeah she's kind of like the ideal boss and uh, the main character wants to be like her yeah like the ultra forgiven boss of everything is fine you're new so you can fail as many times as you want Um, but in the beginning at least she wants to hear Mira out and I think Mira gets it on her merits and um I don't know yeah the boss is cool because Mira tries to quit as soon as things go bad and she tells her like I didn't expect you were gonna be you know perfect at first or ever at all I just want you to try and I know you can do it and like keeps her from giving up and stopping so I'd say like she's cool in that way but I think in the real world the first sign you show that like you're going to buckle under pressure. Your boss is going to be like, okay, bye. I'm going to use this other person then. <laughs> yeah. It, I guess it was kind of like both ways. Like Mira thought, oh, in the future I can be like my boss, Aaron. And then I think Aaron was kind of like, I kind of see myself in Mira. Like I, I was that way when I was young. So she's trying to like groom her. Oh, yeah. Like be a boss lady. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's great. I loved her. I don't know who this actress is, and I feel terrible. But she was awesome. (laughs) Um, So, that was her joke, and it's come true. And then she gets told that she has to use all these files in all these boxes, and she's like, well, I'm not going to do that. So they're like, you can use this townhouse we have. And she's like, okay, great. And now (laughs) she has the perfect townhouse, and she's got the job, and she started dating this restaurant tour. So she's got everything she wants. And... Yeah. And then the movie's over. That was the end of it. I got everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because, like, the whole idea was supposed to be about how she discovers that these things is like having these things is more difficult than she thought and so we see her struggle a little but it's like a boring movie because like she already gets all the things so she's just trying to maintain all the things which is not as interesting as someone trying to get yeah. all the things it feels like the main conflict of this entire movie is just time management. Like, it's... And communication. Yeah, she is busy. Like, that's the whole the whole conflict of this movie is I'm a very busy person now, and, you know, my friends and boyfriend and job kind of suffer a little bit for it. But it's, you know, it's... <laughs> office woman has busy life like that's the entire movie i think 
Yeah. It's weird because there's movies like this where the person has kids and they don't prioritize their kids and then they realize, I work too much. I should work less. And so then they work less and that's the way they live. Right. And in this one, it was kind of nice that it was saying that she was allowed to have a career and Mm -hmm. work hard. But... I mean, other than switching boyfriends, she didn't really do anything. <laughs> yeah, um, she learns to be a better boss by the end. But, um, I mean, even this stuff, like, it happens at the very end of the movie. I will say, like, I like that she's not um, apologetic about being a really busy career woman. Um, yeah, my only problem with it is that, like, that's the only conflict of the movie is that she's just a very busy woman. Um, You don't get this idea that there's any stakes involved because her boss is very forgiving when she drops the ball and um, all of her coworkers and friends are like, it's fine. I love you. Everything's okay. Um, There's no, you never feel like something bad is going to happen if she doesn't pull it through like you never get the idea like oh all her friends left her and her boyfriend broke up with her and she can't make the rent and she's gonna lose her job like you never feel like there's any like nothing means anything nothing's gonna happen she's just gonna keep working in this office and you know yeah it's so low pressure through the whole thing like there's no um there's like no first second and third act it is all it all feels like the first act and then like the last 10 minutes of the movie something happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they work for this social media website and her big idea is that it's going to become a portal where you can look at your other social media websites. Which, I don't know if that's a good idea or not. It doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's also very strange that like Michael, the guy that we thought was going to get the job and then didn't get the job, he has some technical aptitude, but it's very rare. And no one seems to be a software engineer. Everyone's just a designer or a graphic designer or a business analyst or a project manager. And it's like, yeah, you need all those people. But mostly you need engineers (laughs) to code the thing. No one codes anything. Yeah. No, you never get the idea that anybody in this office knows how to write a single line of code. Even uh, uh, Michael, the guy who she beat for the position, is supposed to be like, she calls them like the technical guy. (laughs) I think, I mean, if you're working for this website, aren't you all technical people? But he's like the only person who seems to know (laughs) how it works. Yeah. Also, this website looks very bad. It looks like... Every every time you see pictures of it, uh, like on a laptop or a screen, like, it all looks... I mean, I think this movie is, like, what, four years old? 2014? Yeah. It looks like it came from the late 90s. Like, it's so... It looks like word art on a screen with some pictures. It's very, very... Um, dated in the way it looks. Like, it's a bad PowerPoint. <laughs> yeah. 
it looks like it's designed for kids and it isn't and I'm not exactly sure who it's for at one point uh, she asks for ideas because that's what managers do they ask for ideas but she never actually wants to use these ideas so this causes her team to be really frustrated but yeah one of the ideas was like we need to go after like old people because old people are beginning to use technology and it's like I don't even know what this site is for like who is it for and it seems like self-cannibalizing if you're going to be like use other people's website on our website but it's a good enough idea that their competitor is doing that to yeah them. I couldn't figure out if this was supposed to be like it seemed like it's supposed to be f- like a Facebook but yeah their big idea is about you can put your three favorite websites on this one website but then they also make it seem like it, it should be a MySpace type of thing. You know, it, it's, you never really know for sure. <laughs> that I already this... felt like I had way too much information about this stupid company anyways. <laughs> there was too much about the company. And they got, like, scooped. Oh, yeah. 90% of this movie... 90% of this movie is people in an office just just talking office. Just yeah. being in an office. <laughs> and, uh, it, it, yeah, it's never interesting. It's never... Um, I don't know. I, you don't, I don't get the feeling that that's the main conflict. Like, it's... It, I don't know. It's like they want to make it a big deal, like, oh, something with the website's not happening right, and it doesn't get resolved, but it doesn't seem to matter because she's not going to lose her job, and yeah, everything with this office is so confusing. This job, they spend so much time on it, but they don't even really, I don't know. I don't know why they spent so much time in this office. I was so frustrated. Like I said, there's so many scenes where it's like establishing she's not listening to her team. And it's like, I get it. You don't need three scenes telling you that. And the guy that likes her gets told by three people, like, everybody knows that you like her, so you should tell her that you like her. And I'm like, and I think they use the same phrasing. Yeah between all of them which is insane oh yeah they're like oh you should tell her she are, she probably already knows she already knows everybody knows you should just tell her how you feel which one why is everyone so invested in him two there should be yeah oh guy. the boss yeah. um the boss says something that is like buck wild uh, I should have written it down, but she basically walks up to him and says, you should tell her how you feel. She needs to hear it. We all do. Yes. What? Why do you care? That's such a such a weird thing to say to your employee. <laughs> and you'd think. We all need to hear yeah. it. <laughs> and you'd think, like, maybe the first person, before she gets the promotion, says to him, like, hey, um, 
you should totally tell her how you feel. You know, we all can see it. She can probably see it too. And then you guys can start on that. And then the second person should say, like, well, now that she's your boss, like, it would probably be a bad idea and you should definitely not say anything. (laughs) There's no conflict in any of this. He's just nervous about telling her in general, but we never really know why specifically he doesn't want to tell her. And then everyone encourages him to tell her. And at the very end, he decides to tell her. (laughs) And there's no, like I said, there's no arc. There's just like, he doesn't. And then he does. And so then he tells her. But he chooses the worst time. Like, she's still with this other guy. And, which also is crazy because she's been with this guy for three months. And then this guy tells her that he loves her. But, okay. They had been together for three months. I could have sworn it had been a week. This movie is weird. Because I was like, I assumed this was covering her first month there, and they're, you know, trying to start this new program up to change it. And then later she says something about three months, and you're like, oh my goodness, this has been three months? Yeah, the time progression is really messed up. It it literally feels like it has been a week, like, max two weeks so not only is nothing happening but nothing has been happening over a course of three months <laughs> yeah she has yeah she has like two dates with this guy and then he like drops in to her house and she leaves her friend yeah and so he just walks in and she's talking to Jonah, her friend, about uh, Jonah's idea for a kid book. And then they have an awkward dinner, all three of them. And then she's like, well, I really do have to work. And then he leaves. And then he wants to take her to a Kenny Chesney concert. And he makes plans without consulting with her. And he knows that she's busy, but doesn't care and thinks this is romantic. And then she doesn't even initially say, I'm too busy. Her first complaint is, I think that's country music. I hate country music. Which, if someone buys you tickets, is kind of <laughs> Yeah. But then he also says the worst thing. I, it, I cringed so hard, my teeth hurt. And he said, you... <laughs> it's basically... She says, is that country? And she goes, oh, well, you don't like it because you haven't listened to it. Or like, you know what I mean? Something like, you know, oh, you don't even know who that is. Yeah. That's why. You you just have to listen to it. You just have to go. And I think, ooh, no, don't do that. That's the worst thing you could have said. Why do you hate that? I don't know. To me, that just feels like, Oh, no, you'll like it. I know better than you. Um, I know what you like better than you do. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> like, oh, don't tell me what I like. Also, I feel like if you know you don't like country music, like, Kenny Chesney, ugh, no. Like, 
just trust her that she doesn't like country music. But that's kind of this guy's thing, right? Like, uh, Liam. Liam is his name. Generic white guy, Liam. His whole thing is uh, kind of just doing what he wants, kind of regardless of what she likes. Taking her out to this really long, extravagant dinner when she said, I'm really busy, like we can grab a bite and then I have to go back to work or whatever. And takes her to is it a 16-course yeah. meal or something like that? And then he's, like, super peeved that she's like, I just wanted a burger or something. <laughs> I think at one point he must have heard that, like, you always have to surprise women to be romantic. And it's like, she's really busy, man. You should really coordinate with her. Because that would go so much further than, like, forcing her to do all these long, random things. Yes, and, like, at the moment that they have to happen, um, like, the restaurant with the ridiculous 16 courses or whatever, um, there's a big to-do about, oh, it takes a year to get reservations, and so she has to go right now to go do it, or, hi, I have Kenny Chesney tickets for us, <laughs> like. And they're for tonight's show, so you have to go yeah. tonight. Oh, did you have plans? But this is Kenny Chesney. (laughs) Liam just does not get it. No. It's, and also just, there's nothing charming about him. There's no, I don't get why he's even a distraction in this. Um, I don't know, is it because he's like rich and fancy? Like he does the Bali he likes the fire. Oh, you know, I I guess, but she never even seems like the, the type. I mean, you get that she probably doesn't have a lot of money, even though they triple her salary. Uh, you know, she mentions that she's like the yoga pants wearing. I have blue jeans. I don't dress up. I like burgers. So it is kind of a weird, he, he when he barges in, to her uh, townhouse he has this bottle of wine and he keeps interrupting their conversation to talk about this bottle of wine uh, which I thought was actually kind of funny just because of how ridiculous it was but interrupting their conversation to talk about all the different notes and the, sm- and the way that it smells and uh, you know whatever you just never get that these two would have ever been attracted to each other other than maybe they thought they were cute but like apart from their initial meet cute like they have nothing in common and they are not interested in each other and it's very apparent (laughs) so uh i don't know it just becomes really wearisome when you between yeah um try and think what other things happen in this movie she disappoints Oh, Michael. God, nothing. <laughs> and then she goes to Michael. Yeah. And she's like, hey, I'm sorry, I've been a jerk. Uh, I heard you stand up for me when everybody was saying that I was being a jerk. So it was nice of you to do that. And then he was like, I'm learning why I was such a bad man looking at you. <laughs> that did make me laugh. <laughs> 
I mean, yeah, they actually have a really nice um, reconciliation and become like a good team together. I kind of cared. I enjoyed that part. I kind of cared more about her relationship with him as like a co-worker than I did about any of her romantic entanglements. Yeah, definitely. Because there was actual conflict there. <laughs> it's the only actual conflict. She learns how to be a good like, boss. Yeah. Like, she doesn't know how to be a good boss, and he wasn't initially, but he has more experience at it. But then he got passed over, so he's a little resentful, and she feels awkward. So there's, like, stuff between them. And there's no stuff anywhere else in this movie. Right. It's the only meat you can glom on to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think mean, that's... she does have a couple of friends. I think it's nice because, uh, like, they are both kind of human in this, and that, like, he recognizes that he was not a good manager when he was a manager, and she's, like, being honest and saying, like, I'm not being a very good manager and they apologize to each other, and she asks for his help and support, and he's like, yeah, let's actually work together and do a thing, and I, I don't know, like, it was a good, maybe not ultra-realistic, but they kind of have a moment to put differences aside. It's, it's, yeah, it's like one of the only actual human moments where they can, I don't know, a conflict was resolved. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I mean, I guess she kind of has a little bit of conflict with her two friends. And really, there did not need to be two of them. At first, it looks like she just has one roommate, and then there's this blonde woman that shows up. And I guess she lives in the same building. Yeah. And now she, there's two friends. And there's like, there's not enough differentiating these two characters like it could have just been one it doesn't matter yeah I didn't understand the whole friend conflict at all well there wasn't one it was just like I mean I guess the other woman I guess the blonde lived in the building and then moved in when the main character moved out and then they always used to watch, like, The Bachelor together. Yeah. Or Shelley's in Love, or whatever they had to call it. Right. Well. And so then they wanted to come over, and then she was busy. Yeah. Well, and they said that it took an hour and a half to get to her apartment. And then she, like, was basically not there, or she doesn't show up to anything. Which, I mean, I get that. I don't know. It's not huge. Like, the stakes are so low. In real life, your friends are probably cool if you say, I can't hang out and busy. Or, I don't know. It just doesn't seem, like, huge. <laughs> yeah. This movie felt a lot like real life. Yeah. Instead of high drama. Yes. Like, sometimes you get busy and then your friendships get a little 
like stale or strained and then sometimes you find yourself dating someone and you're like do I like you not really but right continue dating you yeah I mean it's not like Liam is ever a monster or anything or um (laughs) there's no uh, big dramatic showy affections of love or you know any kind of big bold proclamation like she goes to work and her friends miss her because she works a lot but she forgives you know they forgive her and her co-workers have issues with her but they talk it out and they're forgiven and it's all very like everyday stuff I mean, even at the end, uh, it's very underwhelming what happens. <laughs> like, the yeah. the climax, like, the very last shot of the movie is still like, yeah, all right. I, I believe it, I guess. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> like, when she... Yeah, the initial... When she breaks up with Liam at the end of the movie, it's just so... It's, like, the most low-key thing I've ever seen... Um, they're like walking around outside and she's like you know you seem really great but I just don't think we should be together and he's like I feel the same way you know like the way normal everyday couples break up I'm like that's the end and then you know she sees uh, Jonah again and and they kiss and then that's good and then (laughs) yeah the beginning is like somewhat magical like she jokes about having things she doesn't have and then she has them and then the rest of the movie is just like very normal very minimal conflict and then there's no big back and forth like I feel like maybe I should give Liam another chance or like I feel like I'm supposed to get married and settle down. Like, there's no real reason for her to stay with Liam. So she ends up breaking up with him, which is totally fine. But it's just like, I would have liked her to go back and forth maybe and be like, but he's so fancy and we can have such a fancy, amazing life together and go to Bali and blah, blah, blah. But she doesn't seem to care. So then I'm like... Well, why should I care? You know, I, I wish that there had been... I I mean, I don't know. I don't know that this movie could have been salvaged, but maybe if they had layered things into the movie, um, maybe, like, as she had joked about them in the beginning, like, I, I don't remember which one she joked about first. Like, oh, she gets the job, and then a little while later, she gets the townhouse and then a little while later she runs into Liam or you know or if there's some kind of callback to the jokes that she made in the beginning because I missed that like I missed the fact that those were the things that she joked about and then they ended up coming true so uh, maybe it would have seemed a little bit more magical if at one point she's like oh I joked that this would happen, and it happened. But, like, they don't even go to that length. It's literally just things happening. (laughs) Yeah. It's weird because I feel like either all the April Fool's Day stuff 
could totally be taken out or you need to up it somehow. Because as it stands, you know, she goes from hating April Fool's Day to tricking everybody, like, within a day. And it's like, well, you obviously don't hate it that much if you're willing to yeah. go along. And then the jokes come true. And then when Jonah professes his love before he gets to it, he says, like, do you know why April Fool's Day is called April Fool's Day? It's because, like, the people in charge would send people on fool's errands, and that's what you're on. You're on a fool's errand, and you should be, like, following the path less taken, which is to date me, which is a weird thing to say anyways. But also it's inaccurate. That's not why it's called April yeah. Fool's Day. <laughs> but also, he's saying that three months later. Oh my gosh, you're right. It, what? Why are you talking about April Fool's Day, you weirdo? <laughs> it's July by this point. <laughs> yeah. We should be talking about, like, I don't know, something patriotic or something. <laughs> What are you talking about, Jonah? Also, I have a boyfriend. Stop. (laughs) Yeah, it's it was so unwacky that it didn't feel like a Hallmark movie. I was very confused. I I mean, Lucky and Love had nothing to do with the movie, like. There's nothing about this movie that I was like, oh, how lucky of her, or even though, like, there's nothing in this that feels like happenstance, like, getting a promotion and a nice apartment and a boyfriend aren't, like, magical things. (laughs) Those are just things that happen, you know? Uh, So I just think the fact that there's no tie-in to this being, like, magical, wonderful, lucky, uh, it's all very mundane and I hated it (laughs) (laughs) that's why I thought it was funny Um, Jonah he leaves the company in order to pursue being a children's book author which I've actually worked with a woman who went from being a tech writer to being a uh, full time writer but she was in a two income household so she was partially being um, supported by her husband, and she only left after she published something like 15 books or something. Like, this is his first book, and he just leaves. Right. Which was kind of crazy. Well, and he hadn't even finished writing it, also. And the publisher, like, took him immediately. Yeah. He's never written a book before. It's almost impossible to get a book published. Oh, maybe the lucky in love was him. I think he's the luckiest guy in the story. <laughs> he's the only person that anything lucky happens to. And he gets a girl at the end, so he's yeah, he's the Yeah. <laughs> but his story is weird too. Because he's like, the story's about a girl who's a pig, and she likes to be tidy, and the other pigs like to be messy, 
So she wants to go live in the jungle, which she thinks is a tidier place because the monkeys groom each other. And then one of the pigs finally says, hey, play with us in the mud. And then she does, and she likes it. And this is why you should never oh. like, follow your dreams. You should just be content where you are. <laughs> Don't dream, kids. Stay where you are. <laughs> yeah, I think I missed that. I think I caught like part of that story. That is wild. <laughs> in the mud like you should oh man oh and he doesn't invite her to the he doesn't invite her to the book signing party but he meets her after his book signing party and that's where they had their first kiss like that's kind of wild like sorry i didn't invite you to my my big book party uh but i do love you I didn't invite you because I didn't want to be rude, but since you came out, I assume that means that you like me back. Let's kiss now. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. That last kiss was really weird, too. (laughs) Because they kiss, and it's a very sweet, innocent little kiss, but then they kind of stay, like, leaned into each other, and he's, like, clutching her arm, her, like, her upper arms, and they're like just right, just inches from each other's faces, and they're just talking, and it's so uncomfortable looking. And they hold that for like thirty seconds. It's so weird. Wait, do they continue talking? Yeah. Well, like. I feel like maybe I watched the movie <laughs> before that. I'm like, okay, well, it's not that. like uh, it's that. not dialogue you can hear. It's like. You know, the, the heartwarming music swells and, you know, whatever. Um, but I think I just they just movie off, like, mid-kiss. I was like, yeah, oh, for the next 30 seconds, they just talk mean? directly into each other's mouths while clutching arms. <laughs> as normal, yeah, as normal, everyday people definitely do. <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't know. <laughs> here's one thing I thought might have made the movie better her sister is all about like people have flaws and having a high profile job is actually really stressful so necessarily wish for these things or like wish for them in a way that understands the downsides of this and it's like first of all sister character you are seriously <laughs> um we never, like, find out what happens to her marriage. Oh, yeah. She, like, leaves her house. Yeah, she crashes on the couch or guest bedroom of this townhouse with her sister at one point. And then that's it. And then, like, talk later. But they don't talk about that. So we don't know what happened. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm not watching again to find out oh, if they I'm covered so it, but... I, I already feel bad enough that I made you watch this once. <laughs> like you should. No, it's <laughs> it's a uh, wow. No, <laughs> no. Uh, 
Yeah, I I like their relationship. I mean, there's things about this that I like. Like, I like that she isn't perfect, and they don't try to make her, like... I think in a lot of romantic movies, um, the, the female lead is mostly perfect, but, like, goofy and awkward and does, like, silly things. Uh, uh, she's not that. She's portrayed as being, like, really competent in her job. Um, and not, she's not goofy. She's, you know, a very professional woman, but she makes mistakes. Like, she's never been a project manager before, so she's not great at managing, and she learns grace, and that, like, she was really hard on the previous project manager, and you know, like, there's that whole resolution, and then she becomes, like, a great boss by the end, um, so I like that there's actually something a little bit more real than, oh, she's just kind of awkward and accident-prone and, you know, goofy in that way, but she's like, oh, she has human problems, I guess, but, I mean, considering how boring the rest of the movie is, maybe I would have rather she had been, like, the, the, romantic interest who just like trips and falls a lot <laughs> yeah like it had like... none of that like there's no goofiness there's no I don't know I would almost it rather fall into those trips as nice as it, as it is that like she has at least some development in that area it's you know it's, that's not necessarily entertaining when, like, there's absolutely nothing charming or interesting going on. Yeah, it's funny. I looked this movie up on IMDb real quick just to remind myself of the characters' names. And they filed it under drama, comma, comedy. And I was like, were there jokes in this? There's no jokes. Did I miss the jokes? I don't feel like there were any jokes. Like, Except for the gorilla, when her sister was like, you should date a gorilla. Is that the only <laughs> joke? I think it was. It was not funny. I, no, I can't remember a single time when I even, like, cracked a smile. It's... <laughs> I got a mental <laughs> image of you just, like, scowling at the television the entire time. Oh, you know I was. I had one eyebrow cocked at the <laughs> screen the whole time. Just, just... Oh, I uh, just a very it's a I feel like I was sulking the entire time. <laughs> why why am I doing why that? why did you make me do this Megan <laughs> I don't know yeah I mean I would say like that's a it's a something that I really enjoy about Hallmark movies is that they might be really dumb but uh they're still like joyful and goofy and silly or you know they're not serious. It's just easy watching. And sometimes the storyline is so wacky or somebody does something that is so out of the ordinary that like you can laugh at it because it's just wild. There's just none of that in here. Like, I don't know, maybe when she runs into Liam on the sidewalk and she falls down, but like, yeah. even that's not played as like goofy. It's like they're meat cute or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, oh, this movie is a total joyless, boring office drama question mark. <laughs> I don't know. Drama means that there's some stakes. So it's like, it's not even a drama. It's an office happening? It's just, 
be like a documentary except it's not true and also who cares this one time i had a job and i got a boyfriend in a townhouse oh yeah cool great i wouldn't want to listen to somebody tell me that story (laughs) i was lonely so i moved back in and then i kicked that blonde girl to the curb i guess another thing is like (laughs) if it takes her old roommate an hour and a half to get to her apartment how long does she have to like drive to work knows just in the workplace is halfway between both places (laughs) so it's still 45 minutes no matter what (laughs) probably why doesn't this office have a closer townhouse (laughs) why does it have a townhouse at all why i don't know i've never heard of like a software developer or a website designer or anything like that needing a townhouse to store all their boxes of paperwork. <laughs> and you have to live with the paperwork. You must be within so many feet of this paperwork for your entire time. Yeah. Because there may be a time where we're going to call you up and be like, look this thing up. We don't have a soft copy of this. <laughs> yeah. Even though we're a software company. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't, nothing in this makes sense. But it's not interesting. Like, that's the most interesting thing about this movie is trying to figure out the logistics of this corporate-owned townhouse. (laughs) How does it work? (laughs) Yeah. One time, my friend Katie and I were doing Christmas Land, and we started talking about a nonsense name of a school that was painted on the side of the school bus because that was the most interesting thing. Yeah. There's just, I, this movie was an hour and a half long, and I felt like it absorbed my entire night. It felt like it was a slog to get through. I feel like this movie could have been 45 minutes. Yeah. It was an hour. It could have been, this is like the pilot of an episode of like, I don't know an office an office drama sitcom type show (laughs) yeah yeah it there wasn't enough material for an entire movie for sure i also feel like jonah could have been an ex-boyfriend and then she could have been all like you're flawed but so is everyone so i love you and now we get back together oh yeah that would have been nice yeah because, like, I feel like the only reason she's with him is because they were no longer friends after he confesses his love to her. And then she's lonely because she likes having him around as a friend. But I feel like once they start dating, she's going to be like, yeah, I'm not really feeling it. I'm just going to go make more friends and date someone I'm actually attracted to. <laughs> he um, has a moment that I kind of wish would have happened, but it it, it, it turns around. <laughs> And it's uh, it's at the very end, like right before they get together, and she says something along the lines of, "But I need you around. I can't do this job without you." And he gets like so mad that she says this, and he's about to walk away, and then she has to clarify that she's not talking about like the job. 
And for a moment, I was like, yeah, John, walk away. <laughs> She's just using you. <laughs> well, that was weird, too. Because when she's confessing her quote-unquote love for him, she couches it in like, well, we've done the release of the product and work isn't the same without you. So she's talking about work. And then she's like, I need you around. And then he thinks she's talking about work. And it's like, that's a totally rational thing to yeah. think. That's how you brought it up. You were talking about work. And then you brought him up. You didn't say... I not seeing you around made me realize that I need you in my life. You just were talking about work. I would have had that same reaction. <laughs> oh, if I were him, I would have been so mad. Like, I cannot believe that that's what you're talking about now. <laughs> I know, I just had my book release party, and all you can talk about is, like, how you wish we still work together. Like, can you just be happy for me? Right. I'm really successful now. Do we have to make everything about you? Right. Yeah. I. <laughs> yeah. I think. I think you're right. I think it could have been so much more interesting if he had something else of a backstory other than like, you know, they've just been coworkers forever and he's had a secret crush. Like. Yeah. I think you're spot on with that. Just something. Anything could have made this more interesting. It would be really difficult to make this more dull, I think. It's so difficult. <laughs> yeah. Because so. there's no arc. There's no climax. There's no... There's no point in this movie that you think that she's, like, gonna part ways with Jonah. Does that make sense? Like, in a lot of romantic movies, right before the third act, the inciting incident of, you know, he did something to royally mess up and, and they have to come together in the last act. Like, that doesn't happen. Like, there's nothing. It's just that, like, he quits the job because he sold his book. Like, okay. Everything about their romance had to do with their job anyway. <laughs> it's not... It's not interesting and it happens at the very end and it's just like I don't know again it's just happening it's just a series of very mundane events that is a children's series that did not do well <laughs> a series of very yeah. mundane events yes exactly <laughs> So I guess we should uh, judge this movie. We do have a oh. star scale, one to five on quality. And the, I guess, I don't know, we can use jester hats because it's April Fool's, sort of. <laughs> what do you want the silly scale to be? It's just not. It's just not. It's just a nothing movie. There's no light in this. <laughs> So zero on both? Yes. Wow. Uh, I'll say... I... Do you want to amend that? Or zero is good? No, no. I'm zeroing out on this. I just hated it. It was joyless. It, it was, was lifeless. Joyless. It just... It just happened. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> oh, dear. 
I, I'll give it one star as it was a movie. It, it could have been done more incompetently. All the scenes are competently made. They they just there's no purpose for any of them existing. Uh, <laughs> and there's yeah. The only goofy thing is the fact that everyone wants this guy to tell this girl that he loves her, and the fact that he has such a crazy story to tell children. And the fact that <laughs> she gets locked in an elevator. Yeah, Pe- Peggy. Yeah, Peggy the pig. And there's the fact that the main I... character gets locked in an elevator with her uh, boss for like five or six hours. And like not a big deal was made of it. That's just like incidental to the right. Uh <laughs> and still, and there's that townhouse, which who knows why they have that? Some sort of tax evasion, I'm sure. But even with all of that, oh yeah, still, <laughs> I didn't laugh. I didn't laugh at the jokes that were supposedly there that I missed, and I didn't laugh at anything except for when this girl tried to cry a couple Did times. You, I mean, she would like fake cry, and that was kind of funny, <laughs> yeah. I'll give it zero jester hats. It was just such a nothing. It was, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't think that a lot of the actors were terrible. I think they had bad material. I think that the editing was really clunky. I don't know. There's so much that could have been chopped out, and I think it editing still would have been boring, but it would have been tolerable. But I, I don't know. I will say, I, I don't think that... It needs a couple yeah, of before they show I, I don't think that the large majority of the problems with this movie have anything to do with the cast. I think the cast was fine. I think everything with it had to do with, like, the story wasn't there. The writing was weird. And not anything that humans say to or about each other. And... You know, there's no humor, there's no light, anything. You know, there's nothing in this. Um, but, like, the performances weren't, you know, the worst part of it by a long shot. Yeah. So. I thought we were going to get a montage at one point. She well, has, I could have like, used, a, and she's about used to a good montage. Get my clothes. And then the next scene, she's just wearing a nice outfit. And that's it. There's no. Well, you know, they mention uh, that they like triple her salary. And she mentions that she only wears jeans. And her sister says she'll buy her an outfit because she got a new job or whatever. And I thought, oh, they should have like a shopping montage here. Like they should like have a scene where her and her sister go out on the town or something, and there's not even that. Like, there's not even a moment where you get the feeling of, like, yeah, she clearly just had her salary tripled, and she's, like, kind of living it up. That could have been nice. She gets a free townhouse, and she smiles as she walks around her townhouse. And she has nice clothes the rest of the movie, but there's no sense of, like, ooh, Look how much money I have. Right. 
there was one funny scene. The very first scene is her dreaming about having a fancy party in this fancy house and having just come home from Bali and then she has to go into the office because she's so indispensable and then she's wearing a fancy dress and everyone applauds <laughs> Oh um, yeah. But then it turned out to be a I dream. totally forgot that that happened. <laughs> There was, like, another weird time that there was applause. I don't remember what it was. It was, like, some meeting, and then people got excited, and they applauded. And I was like, <laughs> you know, applauded something. Right. Oh, yeah, she pitches something to, like, team of her coworkers. They, like, lose their mind over it. They just they love just her like a lot. Her. Initially. Right. Until she messes with <laughs> yeah, no, this is zeros all around. This is it's not it's not even bad enough to be fun. Even as someone who's worked in software and understands this is not how software yeah. companies work. It's not like a funny this is not how software companies work. It's just like well that's not right. <sighs> But it didn't make me laugh. I wouldn't trust this team to put together a competent PowerPoint presentation. Like. I think they could. It would take them like six months. To do <laughs> it, would, it would be all hands on deck. And it would look like. It would take <laughs> so much effort. Yeah. But there would be a lot of that clip Graphics. art that flashes, you know. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Every single Lots time. of transition effects. It's also funny. <laughs> yeah. It's also funny because this guy's supposed to be an amazing graphic designer, and it's like, this guy? This website was designed by that guy? And he's supposed to be It looks amazing? like the, uh. It looks so like funny. the recycling logo. You know, the triangle made out of arrows. Oh, what, yeah, well, logo? like, their website. Their website is basically, like, their recycle logo, but with pictures of people inside each part of it, and then, like, a weird flashing, oh, color-changing yeah. background. And then you can click on one of the pictures to open up one of the sites. Yeah, one of your three websites yeah. that you go to. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It seems like like it seems like what your grandma thinks that websites are like. I mean, there's still websites <laughs> like this, but no one thinks they're cutting edge or beautiful or would use them for you know. Yeah. No company is using this that has enough money to have that many people on an American staff and like has enough money to have like this little townhouse downtown in this expensive city. Like if this company existed, it would be run into someone's <laughs> yeah. home and it would be like two people. Yeah. Like it doesn't I mean they only sense. have like eight employees, so why not? They could all work out of that townhouse. Yeah, now that you mention it, there's, it's not a huge staff. 
Yeah. It has to do with tax evasion. Like <laughs> some weird tax. It's owned by a shell company. It, <laughs> it has to be. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Hopefully. Also, that launch party from the other competitor. Oh, yeah. It made no sense. If it's an actual party celebrating their new innovation, they want to tell the press. They don't want to keep it a secret. There's a whole scene where they have a secret party just for their shareholders and just for their employees to talk about their new idea. And then they have to sneak into the party, Jonah and the main character. And she has to like pretend to cry <laughs> and be a part of the accounting team in order to get in. And I know what you're thinking. This sounds no. like a It isn't. But it's just like, it doesn't make any sense. Why does this party exist? Like, yeah, it. You would have maybe shareholders come over to your office to go over this sort of thing. But if you're having like a launch party, you want the press there. But it's not even like a launch party, right? Like, they haven't launched this app or website or whatever they've just said like this is a thing we're gonna do i think i yeah i mean i don't know the terminology but like apple does that all the time i mean that's like they'll go to conferences and then they'll unveil yeah i guess it's true but they also only cover it for i mean the amount of information they give at this party could have been jotted down on a post-it note like explains it it's literally a sentence like we're gonna show three different websites on our website okay everybody dance yeah again. it's literally a guy what why did you yeah. like it it could have just as easily like if i was at that party i probably would have assumed that whoever just got on stage said that there was like a white buick with their headlights on like it's that it's that quick and seems so inconsequential that, like, I probably would have missed it had I been there. <laughs> I know. Unless you were, like, an employee. If you just were somebody's plus one, you'd be like, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, he just tosses off this information. And that's the whole reason the party exists, is to get everyone hyped up about this new interface. And it's like, who cares? Yeah. Who cares about any of this? I really wish that somebody had scooped them, though. I wish that it had been, like, drama. Like, ooh, someone betrayed us. Uh, it, but it just so happens it that like it's... there was a leak. Yeah, because, like, the image that they show looks almost identical to, uh, like, the website mock-up that he shows during his presentation looks identical to the one that she pitches uh, in the elevator or whatever. Like... I don't know. That could have been fun. Tell me that Michael betrayed her. I don't know. <laughs> Anything. Yeah, or Susan. Anybody. But instead, it's just like, oh, you have a disgruntled team. They're not disgruntled enough to actually like sell out your company. <laughs> and this thing you've been nervous about doesn't even matter. Yeah. It, every time there's almost stakes, like, no. This is not a movie with stakes. Get out of here. Right. Yeah, she's never, like, under threat of losing her job or anything. Like, her boss is like, I know you're going to get it. Like, don't worry about 
you know, they got her idea, it happens, just come up with a new idea, take all the time you need, apparently, and it's totally fine. Well, I think we've talked about this movie way too much. <laughs> sorry that you watched it. I'm certainly sorry that I watched it. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> thanks for joining me. Yeah, me. thanks for having me. It was really fun. Absolutely. Um, for everyone listening, if you want to throw us a dime, we'd appreciate it. You can go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at NABM Podcast. And you can find us on Facebook. We have a page there. Just search for Not Another Bad Movie. And when you tell your friends to listen, they can listen on Apple Podcasts. Um, anywhere you can get an RSS feed or going to Not Another Bad Movie Podcast. Libsyn, L I B S Y N dot com. And we'll see you next month. Bye.